Hi everybody, welcome to episode 3 of the Roots of Life podcast. I am one of your hosts, Taylor Jean. I am here with my good friend, James Fitzgerald. Uh, before we get Hello, everyone. St- Hello, Jimmy. How are you doing today? I'm really good, actually. Good. I'm glad to hear that, as always. Uh, Jimmy, why don't you tell the listeners where they might be able to find us if they wanted to gather some more information about who we are and what we do. So we have currently a Patreon page. Um, You can find us on Patreon at Roots of Life Podcast. Just throw that in the search bar. We also have a Twitter that I just started. I haven't posted anything yet, but it is... um, at Roots of Life Pod. They wouldn't let me do the full name. And we also have our email, Roots of Life Podcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions or concerns, anything like that, shoot us an email. Any topics you'd like us to talk about, anything you think we're doing great, anything you like anything you'd like us to improve just let us know yeah i think we have uh there's a lot of room for us to improve i would like to get some feedback and input from other people and see what people think and because i want to make this show as best as possible i agree it's uh i definitely want to keep continuing to move forward and progressing as as a podcaster yeah, I, I feel like there's a lot of room for growth, as always. I agree. Yeah. So how was your weekend, Jimmy? It's a Sunday evening. It's getting close to the holiday season. Times are getting busy. People are going nuts out in the city. Black Friday just passed in Canada and in the United States. Thanksgiving just happened down in the United States. How are you holding up? Are you getting a little anxious? Has anything been getting to you at all? No, I'm actually great. Um, All my Christmas shopping is done, actually. That's really early. Yeah, I had it all ready for Black Friday on Amazon and shipped it out to everyone. So most people that were on my list, well, I guess it's not all my Christmas shopping is done. But the main family unit is finished. The, the, Um, The nuclear family. Yeah, yeah. Which I usually just count as all my Christmas shopping, and then I do things here and there for other people whenever I feel like it. But yeah, um, yeah. So the main pit's done. I've been working lots, which is great for me. I love to be working; keeps me busy. Um, just got off of a couple uh, nights in a row doing overnight shifts. So those are hard. Eh? Yeah, they're pretty hard. I've. Uh, I've noticed my body doesn't really like them. It's the not not sleeping during the night is really strange, and my body can't regulate temperature very well. When I'm awake all night, I get really cold, even when the heat's on, cranked. So yeah, I had a I had a recent experience today. I decided to go out and see a friend yesterday, a good friend who. I grew up in Nanaimo with, uh, his name is Blake. I think you might have met him a couple times throughout our high school years. Uh, he I've li- met him, played video games with him. Kind of thing. Yeah, so he lives in New Westminster, which is probably about a half an hour drive from where I live in Vancouver. We don't see each other very often anymore. We are quite good friends. And so I worked a 12-hour day yesterday and then decided that I was going to go out and see him for uh, a few hours, even though I had to work another 12-hour shift starting at 8 a.m. this morning. So I didn't end up getting home until after 2 a.m., which is quite late for me because I have a pretty regulated schedule for the most part. Like, I like to be in bed by midnight you know, usually anyways, but so with that being said, I I didn't get as much sleep as I would have liked to have usually gotten. And then I noticed today I had a really hard time warming up. So a similar experience to yours, I, I feel, I'm not sure exactly if, uh, there is an exact science to my theory here, but I felt like because of the lack of sleep, 
I could, my blood circulation is not at its optimal level. And so even though I'm awake and I'm doing things and I'm drinking caffeine and feeding my body lots of water at the same time to stay hydrated and eating vegetables and fruit throughout the afternoon, I couldn't get warm. So even though I felt like I was doing all the things right throughout the day to kind of keep myself in a good mind state and feel healthy I felt like because of the lack of sleep I couldn't my blood circulation wasn't good and so I couldn't warm up and it kind of put a damper on my day now I could have maybe just been a little bit slower because of the lack of sleep I got probably five hours of sleep which you know isn't really the greatest I mean not not a lot no it's hard so um I'm not sure what the science is there but I I believe that I my body wasn't optimizing and my heart wasn't working with my blood properly because of the lack of sleep and I feel I think that maybe you're having a similar experience with uh, denying your natural biological clock, the routine that it wants to uh, take part in, but you're denying it that because of obviously your responsibilities to your, yeah, my your, your employer really, and it, yeah, doesn't, it just doesn't allow it. Exactly. I, I mean, I'm not very... Uh very versed in the sleep sciences or anything like that either. So I haven't, I haven't actually looked into it, but something I've decided I'm going to start, start to look into pretty soon here. Cause I, I also find I'm not, not as productive during the day. I obviously I sleep during the day. Um, for the most part when I'm doing these shifts, but when I do get up, I, I have a few hours before my shift happens quite a few usually. Uh, but I, I find I, I'm not motivated to get anything done. I don't, I just want to kind of like relax before I have to like stay up all night. I feel like it's a, a lot of effort just to keep myself awake for the night. So I, yeah, I find I'm not productive. I don't feel very great and I, I can't get warm. No, it's, it's, uh, I feel, I think it's a inner conflict between, your ego and like your the bi- biological side of you that's mm-hmm. saying the i know I, I know i'm supposed to stay up because i need you think that i should have to stay up all day because i have or i should sleep all day because i have to stay up all night but at the same time your body is saying well i don't like to stay up all night so let's just like stay up through the day so that we can sleep tonight but in your head, you're like, well, that's not right, because I know that I have a responsibility to stay up all night. So it's this, like, weird side that is, you know, your body isn't used to it, and it doesn't like it. But there's, you know, the logical side of your brain that just kind of has to try and uh, overpower that. And so then even though you're trying to sleep through the day because maybe you have to work in the evening, you end up maybe waking up still say maybe six hours before you have to go to work at like one o'clock two o'clock in the afternoon and then you kind of end up in this halfway point where you've woken up much earlier than you felt you should have and so you're trying to kill his time and then you kind of want to lay around because you're hoping that maybe you'll fall asleep again that's actually exactly how it feels yeah i absolutely i know exactly where you're coming from because i've been through that experience where Mm -hmm. i worked day shifts and then i worked a night shift the next night and then maybe i worked two more night shifts and then a day shift and it became this whole battle and really it's your it's your own well-being at risk and of course you know being young we have to do these things that maybe we don't necessarily want to do but we feel that in the future it can benefit us and it can benefit the people around us and of course now is the time in our lives when our bodies are optimal and when they have the best chance of repairing themselves so we have to utilize this time that we have to make the most out of the situation. Hopefully, enduring through it to a point, getting to a point in the future where we're not going to have to do these type of things anymore. 
Yeah, that's that's basically where my thought process is. As long as I fight through this part, get the experience, the knowledge that I need, then continue on with my life, go somewhere else, do something else, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Is, something, it, is your yeah. job a, a position of seniority? Um, the way it works where I work is you get seniority with the hours that you work. So the more hours that you have, the more seniority you have. Um, so right now I am, I'm only a casual, so I, and I'm not that high on the list. We did just hire a bunch of new people. So I am, I think, I think I'm out of the casuals. I am third on the list of the casuals that, that are actually casuals and don't have like a full-time position, but are just considered casuals. So uh there's i think another four or five people below me um so i do end up getting a lot more shifts and i do get the choice shifts kind of thing but there's also at at this time right now i can't get some of the good shifts because people are trying to make some extra money for christmas and things like that so those people aren't taking time off they're working extra hours that kind of thing so i'm just not getting as much and i'm just getting those night shifts that i don't typically like to take but yeah is it is it safe to presume that with seniority comes a better choice of shifts or day shifts or a more regulated schedule of some sort yeah you get you get a you get more shifts offered basically because it goes it goes down the line if there's a shift available and you're not at overtime already they'll offer it to you if if it goes through the whole list and, and nobody will take it and then they they're like okay we will approve overtime then it'll come back to the top and then they'll they'll offer it to you with overtime and then you can choose to take it then um which usually when it comes to overtime i take it uh just because it's extra money right for the same kind of shift so everybody likes that extra dough exactly yeah my time is more valuable yeah how is uh with the way that your schedule's going and the way that you've kind of explained that you feel that it's maybe wearing you down or maybe wearing you a little stretching you a little thin how do you feel that's reflecting your or sorry affecting your relationships with the people around you with say your family and friends um, well, currently with my, with my family there, they don't live here. So I talk to them now and then text, um, at least a couple times a week, uh, call them every other week. So that's, that's pretty much the same, but with, um, with my girlfriend, it's kind of tough. Um, we work opposite shifts. So, uh, I get home and I climb into bed. And about half an hour later, she gets out of bed and goes to work. And then right before or just after she gets home from work, I'm getting ready to go to work. So it's difficult. We don't get to see each other that much. Do you think that could be uh, flipped in if you were to look at it from a different perspective? Do you think that could be a positive instead of a negative? uh in in what way do you mean like we don't end up having fights because we don't <laughs> deal with each other a lot or well see i i've always had this idea that you can end up yeah say fighting with your partner uh because maybe you've spent too much time together and i, I don't currently live with my partner but i notice that when we do spend too much time together we may end up picking at each other a little bit more and maybe uh the small things start to irritate us more um when they really shouldn't but so it might be different when you have the responsibility of sharing bills and uh i know that you both maybe don't have as many friends there as you might have had, say, if you were living in Nanaimo together. So you might rely on each other a little bit more for that companionship uh, as somebody you share your life with. 
But I've also noticed that when you start to just spend that much time and uh, rely on somebody that much, that it can create issues. So I'm wondering if instead of it being a situation where, well, we have different schedules, we don't get to see each other, if you could flip that into, well, we don't get to see each other very often. So when we do see each other, it's really nice and it's really amazing when we get to spend that time together and we get to connect. See, sometimes I see it that way, but it's definitely not not seen that way by the by her. That's uh Yeah, I guess everybody has different perspectives exactly. and everybody has different needs. No two people are the same. And I think ultimately that's what makes us special. Mm-hmm. It can be hard at times, but it can also make it very special when you can express an understanding to her that you understand her position and how she feels. And sometimes that will even help put her at ease when you can just explain to her that, you know, you understand what she's going through and why maybe she feels that way. And maybe that's all, maybe that's an important part. Maybe that will help put her mind at ease in those type of situations. Yeah. I should probably try that. It's, uh, it's one of those things. I try it when uh, I do have time to, to spend as much time with her as I can. So I, I see it as when I'm when I'm here with her, then I have lots of time to hang out with her, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's not always easy. Yeah, exactly. So I just try to spend time with her when I can, but sometimes she feels that it's not enough because lots of the time she's going to bed alone, she's going to do things with her friends alone kind of thing because i i work every friday saturday night kind of thing so it's yeah absolutely that's one of those difficult parts of a relationship yeah it's funny man because i was doing something very similar when i finished school so i know that you finished school was it just in the summer back in june i just graduated in june i'd finished in april wow yeah that's amazing so congratulations on that for one Thank you. I so when I finished school, so I've been out of school now for about close to 16 months, I guess. And when I finished school, I was doing the exact same thing that you're doing. I was working every Friday, Saturday night, 12 hour shifts, 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. And I started seeing my girlfriend after I had been doing that for about four months. And we were doing this crazy stuff where I would she would be in class. I would finish work at 8 a.m. And she would be going to class at 9 a.m. She would finish class at 1 p.m. And she would come over to my house and basically, like, wake me up. And I would be super tired. I'd be disoriented. And we'd kind of wake up. And and we would get to spend that little bit of time together where it would be, say, from, like, 1 to 4. And then she had to go bartend in the evenings to subsidize her education. So I, I definitely understand uh, your, your your side of the story. I understand where yeah. you're coming from because I definitely went through something very similar just in terms of the hours and the day life to night life that we experienced within our jobs. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I definitely wish I could work like a nine to five every like, Monday to Friday kind of thing like she does, but... Yeah, and I'm sure one day you, you you'll be able to have that luxury, you know, because yeah. like we said, like we do it now so that hopefully we don't have to do it in the future. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. But, you know, I think you just have to value the time that you have and appreciate the situation that you're in and just know that nothing is forever, you know, just like our physical bodies. You want to appreciate the time that we have here, but because you, you want to make the most of it. But ultimately, you have to know that this isn't forever. There is, uh, no matter what you believe in, it could be anything. Whatever your afterlife is, or whether there's no afterlife, this is not a forever situation. So you have to take care of the body, the physical body, so that the physical body can help nourish the mind and soul so that you can have a healthy future in the afterlife and wherever you believe that might be for you. 
Yeah. So today we we're going to talk a little bit about um, the ideas and philosophies of behind death and dying. I recently went through um, what's it called a a training course, a two day training course on on how to um, do suicide interventions. That's scary, so, um, man. That's intense. Yeah, it's, it's a really heavy um, subject to talk about for two two days straight. Um, and one of those days was during a twenty four hour shift. I had to do did my shift exchange. I went and did eight hours of training. Then I went back to work um, and continued for the rest of my twenty four hours. Um, and yeah, it was just it was weird because I felt like I didn't get to debrief at all on any of it. So was, this was my it was my uh, it was my topic that I chose for this podcast today. I I kind of wanted to just explore the different thoughts that we could come up with, different uh, different paths you can have. It can get it, it might get a bit heavy for some people. So if if you choose that you don't want to continue to listen um, for this podcast, I totally understand. I would hope that you'd come back next week to listen. Uh, we'll be back to something else, so creativity, well-being, that kind of thing. Uh, but we do, we do hope that no matter what your position or where you stand on the topic, that you might be able to continue listening with an open mind oh, to to explore and just explore the other, the different options and the just to understand maybe where other people stand and where other people, what other people believe on this, because every, there's many, many, many different ways of looking at it and different beliefs that have been explored throughout generations and generations and thousands and thousands of years of the human existence with on this beautiful rock that we live on. Exactly. The only thing I'd say is I know that I, I know that this can be a trigger for people. So if you feel like it's it could be triggering to you, I I would definitely um, be totally okay with you not listening. But I would I would love it and appreciate it if you did continue listening. Yeah. So why don't we get into it, Jimmy? How about yeah, you exactly. uh, tell me a little bit more about this training that you went through? Was it mostly? Was it because when you talk about uh, when you talked to me a little bit before the podcast about the training, it, I kind of started thinking about, in the sense, I was thinking of like a crime show where there's somebody maybe standing on a bridge, they're ready to jump, they've had enough of their time and their physical body on this earth, and now they're, here comes uh, the honest and proud young rookie on the force and he is presented with the task of trying to manipulate this uh, hurt mind into sparing his own life so I, I picture someone trying to talk somebody out of the you possibility know, uh, of suicide but maybe but maybe that's not what this training was at all so I was hoping no, you might you might just enlighten me a little bit that is exactly what this training was about our one of our uh one of the like drills i guess you would call it um or practice like exercise that. yeah practice exercises one of the exercises that we did was exactly that one of the one of the instructors stood on a chair faced a wall away from us and the the scenario was that she was on a bridge she had a gambling addiction, worked for a bank, stole a bunch of money from the bank to feed her gambling addiction, was going to lose the house. Um, the family was afraid she was going to go to jail, uh, didn't want to have to face her, her kids and her husband after what she'd done. And so she decided that she was going to kill herself. And so this was, this was our practice exercise. And we had to, we physically had to try and like, go stand up there and like talk her off the ledge and she's like she was 100 percent like acting the part she would if you said something wrong she would like tell you to back away or to like leave her alone or something like that or if you if you said something right she'd, she'd kind of be like oh, okay maybe we can talk that kind of thing 
Was this was this somebody that your employer had hired and brought in to? They they're actually part of the part of the um, the company that I work for. So they're trained to do this. Yeah, they 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 run this this training uh, program pretty much every week for different people. They they run it for um, for ICS, which I work for. Um, they run it for anybody that wishes to take it kind of thing. It's, um, they work, I think they're trained under a different company that, that makes the assist program, which is what we did. But they, those two specifically work for the company I'm, I'm with. I just want to like take a step yeah. back quickly here and say that we have mentioned it before when we kind of gave a little rundown, a little bit about ourselves, but in case, uh, you're tuning in for the first time i'd like to point out that jimmy does work with troubled youth he has a psychology degree and he works with children who may have come grown up in say troubled homes they might have not they might not have the best of living situations and so that is why the this type of training was implemented but yeah, jimmy could Currently, I've been working at the uh, the youth shelter a lot. So it's there's I see a lot of kids that are um, drug addicted. They have most of them aren't uh, they don't have that many mental illnesses. There's been a few kids with um, they're high functioning autistic, uh, so like closer to the the what would previously be diagnosed as um, Asperger's, which is just um, high functioning on the autism scale um there's a lot of kids that do do meth um there's been a few kids that have actually had suicidal ideations when i've kids that i've worked with um have you experienced anything directly somebody saying like a young one or anybody at all really is just saying that they weren't happy with their lives and that they were done in this life and they wanted to move on to the spirit life? Um, not myself. Um, I know, I know a few people that have struggled with suicides. I know a couple people that have committed suicide, but I've never, I've never had a talk with somebody that was actually feeling, um, suicidal at the time. And, and so what was that like going through that training exercise with this girl playing a part where you're trying to talk her down and you're trying to kind of get inside of her head, not to manipulate her in a negative way, like take advantage of yeah. her, but you're trying to help this girl. You're trying to help save her life. You think that there's more to this. And what was that like? Was it, did you feel weird or did you feel comfortable in talking down talking down the situation even though you know it was being acted um well i didn't i didn't actually participate in that one i was uh i didn't feel quite ready for it but at the end of the the training or end of the course we all do we all have like a partner that we we do uh like a mock intervention with. So um, the the woman that I did it with, she she'd done the training before. Um, she'd been she's been with the company for a few years. Every two years you have to redo it. Uh, but that's besides the point. She so she was the uh, she was the person at risk, and I was the caregiver. Is what they called it. So I had to. Um, talk to her and and then pick up on her basically hints or what they call invitations um so it's basically them saying like that they don't feel well they don't they don't care anymore they they're just done they're done they're tired of everything that kind of thing and then from that you have to pick up that they they might be talking about suicide killing themselves that kind of thing so then you have to ask them if that's what they're thinking about and and that part is honestly like even though i knew this was just a training thing i know i have to ask her this i have to 
I have to continue asking questions and try and work through this. That is one of the hardest questions to ask anybody, even though I know it was like, this was just for fun kind of thing. Obviously it's not fun, but it's, yeah, it was, uh, it was all pretend. And but well, it was sorry. Still difficult to ask, and it was very nerve-wracking. You felt like you could lose control of the situation at any moment, and if you did lose control, then this person might just leave and disappear forever, kind of thing. So, sorry, what were you gonna say? Uh, I just, I'm sorry, I had missed what was what was that specific final question. Oh, you have, you actually have to physically ask, like, if they are planning to commit suicide. You ha- you have to like like deliberately like get that question yeah, across. You have to use that question or like ask if they're going if they're thinking of killing themselves. Um, because if you use like a more vague term, like, are you thinking about hurting yourself? Um, they could say no. Uh, because maybe the whatever method they choose to use wouldn't actually hurt um, that kind of thing. So you have to be physically, you have to be very blunt and straightforward about it and ask, do you plan on um, killing yourself? I think we've, sorry, um, I think we've applied that rule to multiple situations in our society. I think which a lot of the time are situations that are going to are directly linked with someone being inflicted with physical pain like you think of someone who maybe becomes unconscious and you have to give them CPR because there's a chance of them hurting themselves you have you don't you don't really have to get permission it's like there's this there's there's this nonverbal understanding that is i am here trying to help you and you know i'm trying to save your life or when in that situation somebody's going to may potentially kill themselves then you have you have to understand there has to be some kind of communication that it's like it has to be obvious, right? Like, there's no there's no beating around the bush. And there's different levels. Like, in, in certain situations, you're trying to help those people. You know, you're trying to prevent that from happening. But what happens when... The other part that I... The other thing I think about is the doctor. The doctor who just failed in performing a successful surgery that was life-threatening and now he has to go out into that front room he has to go to the now widow or uh, parent or son you know who just lost a parent and he isn't allowed to say they didn't make it or they aren't here anymore you have yeah. like they are obligated to make the make it very clear that the surgery was unsuccessful and this person died. They have mm-hmm. moved they have moved on from this life. But there's no beating around the bush because in situations like that, people you don't know what that person's going through. You don't know what that person is processing in their head and how they're thinking about things. So mm-hmm. like you said, when you ask that person, are you going to hurt yourself? Well, if I jump off this bridge, it's probably not going to hurt because you're going to be gone instantly. Mm -hmm. So they're thinking like, no, I'm not going to hurt myself. I'm trying to end the pain is what I'm trying to do. And then, you know, in the other situation, you're like, well, the person isn't here anymore. And their instant thought is, yeah, like what hospital are they at now? how do i find them right so you have to be very clear and deliberate when somebody has made that choice to or i guess not the choice but when somebody has lost their life and their Mm -hmm. soul has moved on to the next life that's that was the thing with this training It, it, it is a choice and that was that was one of the biggest things that i had uh we had talked about at the very beginning and a few people had, had not liked the, the language used in the, in the questionnaire that was at the beginning. Um, one of the things that was asked was, do people 
have the right to commit suicide. Um, and personally, I chose, I, I said that I 100% agreed that they had the right to do it. Um, no matter who they are, I believe that they, like, no matter what age, what affliction, anything, I believe they have the right to end their own life if they so choose. But I also believe um, that is only a very small fraction of the rights that a person um, can have. So I believe that another part of those rights is the right to life. You have the right to live and continue to exist. Um, and I also believe that people have the right to attempt to stop another person from intentionally uh, killing themselves. So if, if for me, I found it to be very, uh, very confounded, difficult um like question. I knew that they did, but I knew that they also had like the right to continue. So, yeah, that's a conflict for sure. Yeah. I think that a lot of people, uh, I think a lot of people might be sort of narrow minded in that situation. I think mm -hmm. that people have lost loved ones. People are very, uh, I don't want to say selfish, but they're very influenced by the own events of their own existence they had somebody close to them who maybe committed suicide and they believe that that person shouldn't have died and so they automatically think that no that person those people should not have the right to end their own lives those people mm -hmm. you know you don't have that right um but then there's people in other other positions where you know, maybe they have whatever reason, maybe they had a troubled childhood and they had, um, you know, maybe they've developed certain illnesses and it just hurts to live and maybe they've explored all their options. And if they so if they so decide, then they should have that right as well. I think it's very important to keep an open mind and just understand that just because your life has been a certain way and you've had certain experiences doesn't mean that everybody else has those experiences. I think coming from where we come from, we have very privileged lives. We have grown up in nice communities. We mm -hmm. have had the opportunity of a first world education we have clothes on our back, we have a roof over our heads, and access to food and clean water. So I understand that times get tough for people. And you need to understand that people have the right to make their own decisions no matter. But that doesn't mean that I don't care about that person and can maybe hopefully influence their choice to a exactly. better one because i don't feel that that maybe maybe they they have the right to make that choice but maybe that yeah. maybe there is a better way maybe they didn't know about a certain treatment or they didn't have a certain piece of knowledge that maybe i'm aware of or that I think that this specific doctor can help them. So the, I mean, the entire point of that training was exactly that was that they may not think they're not at a place where they're thinking completely rationally. Um, they may be, they may be like this 95 year old woman, stage four cancer. She's completely has nobody left in her life. Um, she's in, in pain every day, all day long nothing helps and um she's just waiting to die and suffering while doing so so i agree yeah maybe that woman should be allowed to like have an assisted suicide as as is now legal in canada um but at the same time then there's those 14 year old kids they have a have a breakup with their the person that they feel they it was the one or whatever and and now they think I'm going to end my life because this is it. That's it. That's all I've got. Um, so they're not entirely thinking rationally. 
um, they have that right, I believe. They, if they so choose, that's okay. But I'm going to try and stop them. That's something I will tr attempt to uh, to dissuade. I won't. I won't just stand by and let them do it. That's that's the point. It's they're not. They need that knowledge. They need to know, like, yeah, that happens. I'm sorry that it happens. I understand your pain. Uh, I need you to agree with me that you will be safe for now. Um, this is this is a decision that that you can't just turn back from. Once like, you can't do it, and then say, "Oh no, that's not what I wanted to do. I don't feel that was a right a good decision," and go back. It's a permanent decision. That's right. Like once it's done, it's done. So that's yeah. You kind of at least at least tell them to promise to be safe for the time being until they can uh, think about it some more. That kind of thing. So that's yeah. That's the basics of the training is to just get to that point where they'll promise that they'll be safe for now until you can get further help for them. So it, it was more of like, it's more like first aid training in, in the field of like death and suicide. You're, you're attempting to continue their life until you can get them to a place where they can either do it themselves, continue their life themselves, or somebody else can help them in a better care position. Maybe I don't have the tools to help you, but there's somebody who does. Exactly. Yeah. So now that we've kind of gotten into it, I want to take it a step further. Jimmy, what do you think happens when the physical body no longer has the means to live in this world and our brain shut down and our soul leaves and our energy decides that it's time to move on. What do you think happens? So this is really difficult for me because I've, I've grown up um, completely atheist basically. So I don't believe in like a higher power that's um, looking over us and, changing our fate, that kind of thing, um, or determining our fate. I, but at the same time, I also feel that there's, there's more to life than just the, the material, visible like, things that we can physically experience. And so to me, when you die, I feel like that's it. Like you're done. There's no more. But at the same time, I find that uh, sorry, I find that uh, I feel like there's more to to life itself than um, than the material, because currently there's, it's not within science is not 100% as to how consciousness on the human level especially actually manifests of course we all we know that there's brain mechanisms that do this and they do that but there's there's always like something more that uh, that a lot of people are are wondering about and that's where that's where spirituality comes into people's lives i know a, a lot of scientists that are not only um they're materialists but at the same time they feel a spiritual connection to to something they feel that there is something there's something more they're not sure what it is that kind of thing but there's there's more there's a connection within everything that everything in the universe is made up of whatever number of elements it may be the amount that we have there may be more i don't know i'm not um a physicist chemist so, biologist but, but so you you don't believe that there's some higher power but where where do you th so where do you think people find that connection because i've definitely felt that connection i feel that there is something that my uh conscious brain is aware of on 
a more spiritual level and at certain times I feel more disconnected from it and at certain times I feel more connected to it now that's me personally but what where do you think people find that connection being that you don't have the necessary belief of a higher power so for me I don't I don't put it as a higher power um I feel that it exists within us and within everything um i understand that sounds like it's this higher power kind of thing but i don't believe that it's higher is the is the word that i'm i don't like basically i don't think that it's 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 a a more conscious being or something like that i feel that it's it's basically just the energy of the of the universe there's like an energy within everything and all people, all life that that exists. That is the connection. Um, but there, ha- but there has to be something more than that because that's to say that this, uh, say the computer in front of me, there's energy running through that, but that computer mm-hmm. does not have a level of consciousness. That computer does not have. A sense of connection and spirituality that we do with um, the world around us and other beings. I agree. So that's where the life comes in. So physical life. There's to me. There's like a, a connection more with that than obviously. There's there's inert things, which I I understand um, if you're if you're following Spinoza or something. He's a, an ancient philosopher, but he he believes that all things have consciousness to a degree of their complexity. So the more complex, the higher level of consciousness. And I don't necessarily agree with him. Why not? Um, it, because he believes rocks have consciousness, a low level of consciousness that can't necessarily be measured or whatever. But it, it's to me, it's just really really hard to say that a rock has consciousness. <laughs> Um, which it, it might, that might be completely true. Uh, so what he was trying to do, he was pr- trying to bridge the, the gap that Descartes came up with, which was the, the mind body paradox where there's, where people believe that there's no connection between the mind and the body or that there is, that it's completely one and the same. Um, so what Spinoza tried to say was that they are completely different and yet they are the exact same thing. So he tried to say that they are separate, but they mirror each other exactly. Which I I'm I'm haven't read him enough to completely grasp the concept, which is another reason why I have such a problem with the idea of death and like what happens. I don't like I have I have this idea of the the uh, the idea of reincarnation as well, where when you die, your soul or whatever it is that you feel it is, your energy moves to another being um, that has come come to life. Which, if you think about it, could be it could be on this planet, it could be on another planet, it could be on another dimension, whatever it is. Um, so I, I understand that that could be a possibility as well, because there is that energy. You can tell if, if you look at someone's eyes, if they're alive, like you can, you just know, you know, that's, that thing's alive, that thing's dead. You can see, you can, you can see it physically. I've never experienced it, but it's always been said that when somebody passes like you, you'll know just by looking at them right like their eyes you know they they look dead straight ahead and there's just no there's no life you see it right away yeah see, I've, I've never experienced that with like a, a human being or anything but i know uh i was there when my dog was put down and you could tell like alive 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 not alive it's it's just like there's a just like a breaking point where their energy's gone. There's nothing. There's nothing left there. Which wait, back Luke? 
No, no, not Luke. I, I was just kidding. Oh, I, was, I, was no, very, I was very confused there for a moment. Thinking <laughs> no, that, so good. Thinking that Luke passed going. away and you never said nothing to me. I would tell you. Yeah, I figured you would. That's why I was like, wait, what? <laughs> no, I would um, tell you. I yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. Um, so I think that energy doesn't stop. Energy will... It moves from one space to another. And I think we will always reincarnate uh, as something else. So I think that when I die, my energy will move from my body and it will move to a tree. And then I will live my life as that tree. And being rooted in the world and being rooted in the earth, I will have... The energy from the soil, uh, from nature and the sun and the energy that it supplies. And through that, there will be a certain level of consciousness within my, within that energy. Okay. Something that we cannot comprehend on this level. And then maybe when that energy w- over, you know, say, however long my life as a tree is passes my energy will then move on and maybe it ends up in another physical human body and then i live a second life as a human and i feel that energy just moves from one point to another continues to move and will never stop until until, the law of physics basically right yeah exactly I I totally agree with that. I believe like that's what I that's that's what I believe kind of thing. It's your energy um, goes back to the earth, continues to whatever move on is things like that. But I also I have this weird feeling that there's that there's more, but I don't understand what that more could be. I've never I've never bought into um, any of the uh, what do you call it? Organized religions. Um, they're just, they just don't work for me. I just don't logically see how they fit. And I'm not a person that blindly believes in something because I'm told it. I, no. I, I don't, if it doesn't, if it doesn't fit my, my, like my logic, or if you can't somehow get it to, to be logical to me. And I'm, I'm pretty open to different different thought processes, uh, different ways of looking at some at things. So I, I just can't find a way to, to make that work for me. I understand it works for other people that when they die, they'll go to, um, to, to heaven or to hell. If you're not a great person or you'll, or whatever happens, go to Valhalla where you can fight forever, that kind of thing. Um, and I, I think that's a completely valid um, idea. Logically, I could see that as when you die, you're completely at peace. Um, therefore, heaven, which is supposed to be the most peaceful place. So I could, I understand that that's a, a way to look at it. But to me, I don't, uh, I don't follow that. But I do think that there, there's something that that connects us all. I used when I was in high school. I used to think that one thing was music. I thought we were all uh, we were all connected through sound and music or something. But uh, I've I've changed that thought. But, uh, we are in I a sense, though. Some, we are. There's always sounds happening. There's always a reaction to sounds, things like that. That that's the beauty of creativity. Is we are ourselves creations. And I think, in turn, we are meant to create. And I think through creating, we find connection with a, our divine being, whatever that may be. And so, yeah, I think that there's a lot of room for growth. I think that through creating you find your you you do a lot of inward searching right that's why artists get depicted as 
emotional people because I think that over time they've explored enough of their own being that they're comfortable enough to express it. And I think um, that you, it, in the sense of consciousness and growth, it's in crea- creativity and creations, there's, we, we are meant to be, it's really funny, I want to use this metaphor that I just picked up, that I ex- I fell in love with as soon as I heard it, from a recent TV show called Westworld that has been uh, making moves throughout the internet and the rest of the, the Western cultures anyways i'm not sure how it's doing over on the other side of the planet but they said that it's this whole thing about exploring uh these there's ai and they think that in a sense that they're human and they're trying to understand that if these if this ai has a certain level of consciousness so they try to teach them to think for themselves and they say that consciousness consciousness is like a maze uh, it's it like it was this idea before that consciousness was a pyramid and it was about growth and moving upwards. Like you said, you don't like the word higher. It pre- it presents a uh, an idea that there's something above us when really consciousness is a look inward. So when you think of a maze, you think of trying to get to the center of the maze. So it creates this idea that the more you explore and the more that you learn about yourselves and the more that you move along that path, the more you'll be able to understand about uh, the world around you and the personal growth and the consciousness that lives within us and the energy that supplies us all with life. I actually really like that metaphor. Yeah, it's really cool, you know. And I think the same thing goes with a tree, right? A tree, yeah. a tree has to grow inward. It has to grow down, so that if it has those roots, have to grow deep into the ground. Because if those roots don't grow deep, and you don't have that connection within yourself, then you know, and you just grow tall then yeah and as soon as a storm comes if those roots aren't deep in the ground you're gonna get blown over and when you get blown over and the storm comes and you're not prepared for it then you know your life goes sideways and you don't know what to do right that's when you start uh developing you know when you just can't control your life whether you start to Mm -hmm. get you start to react to uh all the energy and the the things that get presented to you right you don't understand how to take it in and process it properly in a healthy way so i think that's a very good metaphor and a good way to look at life is you have to look inward and understand and through that through that exploration i think you will eventually maybe not understand death but you'll learn to accept it for what it is that's one thing i've always uh always thought though since I, was, since I was young i've never really been afraid of death because i've always accepted it as something that's that's gonna happen one day i've always decided that if it comes i will fight it i'm not afraid of it yeah but i don't want it to happen no it's a weird one i I have similar experiences where I've had multiple grandparents who have passed. I found out that my biological father had died of an overdose. Someone, who, I mean, he's a man I had never met my uh, in my life. So, um, but as well as my grandparents that have passed through all those experiences and those deaths. And one of my best friends from high school passed away as well. Rest in peace, Jordan Kornberger. I never once really got upset. And I always thought it was kind of weird that those things never bothered me. But I think it is also because of some of the self-exploration and understanding that I have of the topic and Uh how it happens. It just does. And it's a part of life. And I believe that not as angels, but their energy is out there in the world, and it 
is watching it is it is not watching but it is supporting the energy that it wants to support so being that i influence these people's lives in a certain way i think that their energy is supporting me and i use it as fuel and i use it as power to move forward in my life so it's it's a good way to learn to use these energies this positive energy and use it as fuel and learn how to use the negative energy as fuel because negative energy can also be a good thing if you can learn how to use it you just have to use it in healthy ways the only the only thing that i find uh difficult when it comes to people that i know that have uh, passed on is most of those people still have facebook accounts that's weird and facebook still puts them in my people you may know if i have like unfriended them or something like that and it bothers me why does that bother you does it bother you do you ever ha- do you have physical pictures of these people do you have memories of these people well i mean i do i do have memories um and i feel like i feel like that's that's where it should be is is memories there should be memories of them i don't necessarily think that facebook should be telling me that i should be their friend because i know that maybe i was or i wasn't um during their time here and uh, and i feel that that should be i don't know it, it, it feel like i only just feel that it's it's something that shouldn't be pushed out continuously because it could harm someone in a way that's like they react um they react poorly to however it happens i'm not sitting there looking at my facebook and crying i'm just i'm mostly just like oh facebook come on like i i know i know they're not here anymore kind of thing yeah i don't know i don't have that same experience it doesn't bother me but i understand how a digital platform just bringing up something that might not sit so comfortable with you and it's kind of like oh like you're kind of pushing it on me but i think that's also the 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 risk that you run uh exposing yourself to that number of people on any digital platform right you know that's just the the name of the business right they want you to get more friends they want you to be more popular because ultimately, the more people you're exposed to, the more everything you get exposed to. Ads, right? Revenue. Yeah. That's all it is. It's all business. I hate it. I've noticed lately, especially, like, click on one link, and all of a sudden I get, like, ads and ads and ads for those businesses popping out. My girlfriend, my girlfriend sent me a thing. She was looking at some makeup the other day, and she sent me, like, a link. And I clicked on it. And now I have these makeup ads popping up all over my Facebook. And I'm like, man, like, do I look like I wear makeup? Do I look like I need all this, like, fancy eyeliner and blush and what's the mascara like you know like come on really it's frustrating man you gotta nip that stuff in the butt yeah i i've had the same thing happen after doing uh, all the christmas shopping on amazon all of the stuff that i've already ordered is now on all the ads she's like well i've already i've already done that i don't need the ad for it anymore you can stop well i think tonight was a very constructive and thoughtful conversation i really enjoyed talking with you tonight jimmy yeah yeah um i enjoyed this conversation actually yeah it was it was really nice after a long day uh it's really nice to just sit down and talk about some of these things because i know that as we said we both have long days and it can be really nice just to set an intention for our evening and talk about these things and get it out because now my mind's stimulated i'm already thinking about this kind of stuff i'm probably not going to be able to sleep that's okay for me i don't i don't have to sleep for a while still so i apologize yeah i'm fortunate enough i don't have to be up super early tomorrow i think i'm actually really excited though i'm gonna try and uh get up a little bit earlier and do a yoga class in the morning so yeah i'm gonna go do some moksha i'm gonna do a little bit of stretching and a little bit of sweating so it's been a long five or six days between 
working at the school and working at the studio. And so I have really slacked the past almost week and a half on my yoga practice. So I'm really looking forward to getting back in there, uh, doing a little bit of meditation and trying to uh, understand maybe why I didn't make the time to go in there and practice. Maybe I was avoiding something because I didn't want to address a certain issue in my life. I don't know. I'm going to find out, though. It's going to be fun. Jimmy, one more time, thank you again. Tell the people where can they find us. Um, you can find us. Well, you can send us some feedback, some hate mail, whatever it is. Rootsoflifepodcast at gmail.com. We also have a Twitter that we have not posted on yet, but we will be shortly. It's at Roots of Life Pod. Um, we also have a Patreon page where we are going to have a few uh, bonus episodes and things like that where you can you can talk to us, give us some feedback, give us some ideas for future episodes. Yeah, you can throw throw a couple of uh, if your comments into the episode or questions and we can answer them. And we're trying to work our way up to getting some better audio equipment. As you can tell, my audio isn't amazing so working on that um so you can find us on patreon at uh just search for roots of life podcast yeah and and quick food for thought i think we are probably going to start a youtube page as well so that we can post easy and accessible links to all the other social media platforms so that it's all in one place and we will maybe do some videos once in a while when me and Jimmy get an opportunity to get together, which doesn't happen often, but we will be seeing each other soon, which I'm very excited for. We're going to bring the video camera. You should bring, bring the video, the video camera, camera and we will record a couple more. So that'll be really fun and exciting. We're going to try and maybe record one of those bonus episodes. So go check out the pages, everyone. Uh, Roots of Life podcast on Patreon. If you become a supporter, you will get an interesting little bonus episode that me and Jimmy are going to record when we get together in a few days. It's going to be a lot of fun, so I really look forward to it. Jimmy, thank you again, my friend. It's always a pleasure. I look forward to seeing you in a couple days. You enjoy your evening, my friend. You too. Thank you. All right. Take care, brother.